Good morning. My name is Bethany McDonald. I'm a junior at Northwestern Lehigh High School. I serve here at Faith Church in student ministry. Today I'll be reading our scripture, which is from Philippians chapter 4. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. I plead with Eudea and I plead with Santiki to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, Help these women, since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the peace of God will be with you. This is God's word. It's good for us just to hear God's word read aloud and to just sit under that. Hey, before we settle in here, I want to tell you quickly about something coming up in the fall. As we think about ways for all of us, for me and for you, to find and follow Jesus, there's some really exciting stuff happening. One little tweak that we're making is starting on September 12th, we're going to be changing our service time. So we're going to be adding a service here in our live venue. So our new service times are going to be 8.15, 9.30, and 11. Our classic service will be happening in the chapel at 9.30, and our online venues will be going on at 9.30 and 11. So just want to get that out there to you. September 12th, that's coming. And as we think about the fall, again, there are going to be a lot of new opportunities for each of us to, to grow and serve. So keep your eyes and your ears open for those. Hey, this summer, have you been a loser? We've been in this series, right, called Joyful Loser, and Pastor Joe told us in the beginning, we're all losers, and we're all going to lose at some point this summer, right? So have you lost yet? Have you had a bad day? Lost your keys, got a speeding ticket, flat tire? Have you lost your cool and yelled at someone? Lost your anger, right? Like, like, or let your anger come out? Have you been so broke you couldn't pay your bills? Have you been a loser? When we lose, we really have a couple of choices, don't we? We can laugh or we can cry. When our life looks like a blooper reel, we either have to laugh about it or we'll cry about it. We can be ashamed by it. We can kind of go into hiding and beat ourselves up. Or we can do this radical thing. We can choose to have joy. That when life is beating us up and we feel like a loser, we could actually have joy. And that's what we've been talking about this summer is going through life and maintaining our joy, which is really hard because quite frankly, we lose a lot. So we've been going through the book of Philippians. In fact, if you have your Bible, you can get it out and go there. We're in Philippians chapter four today. And I want to keep having this conversation, but with a little twist. See, sometimes it's not the things that happen that steal our joy. Sometimes it's the things that might happen. It's the anticipation. It's the anxiety of what could happen that steals our joy. Do you ever get anxious? I get anxious sometimes about the dumbest things too. Like I 
get really anxious about going to the movies. In fact, I get so anxious about movie theaters, I don't go to the movie theater very often. And here's why. When I was a kid, I went to the movies with some buddies, and we got there kind of late, and it was, the previews were already going, so it was dark, it was hard to see, and so we're trying to get to our seats, and we go in, and we go into this row to sit down, and I didn't realize it, but it was one of those rows where they had removed the chair on the end so someone could put their wheelchair there. I didn't know that, and I sat down on the floor. And everybody saw me, and of course, laugh. He goes, is there anything worse for a teenage boy than to be humiliated like that? And the answer is yes. Because another time when I went to the movies, I got there also a little late, and it was dark, trying to find a seat, and I sat in a dude's lap. And he was just, poor guy, popcorn in one hand, soda in the other, Brad, just right in your lap. <laughs> Terrible, right? And so honestly, I'm super anxious about going to the movies. I have to be there like 45 minutes early while the lights are still on. I want to be getting my seat. I'm anxious about other stuff too that's maybe more serious. I can hardly watch my kids get on the bus, on the school bus in the morning, which is really sad because my kids are young and so they're excited and they're high-fiving their friends and they're skipping to the bus and they're just stoked to be going to school and it just crushes me to even watch because I'm going, they're going to be out of our sight for the rest of the day. I don't know what's going to happen and I worry about all the things that, that might happen. Do you get anxious? Again, sometimes it's not the things that have happened that steal our joy the most. It's the anticipation or the anxiety of what could happen. So let's talk about that. We're going to go to Philippians chapter 4, and we're going to sort of, I know that a lot of us carry this heavy burden of anxiety, so we're going to sort of ask this question, how do we possibly replace anxiety with joy? I mean, is that just totally a crazy question? Is it possible that we could replace our anxiety with peace and with Joy and the Apostle Paul has an answer for us. So, Philippians chapter 4, I want you to just listen to a few words that he says. We're going to start with just six words, these friends that he, these words that he writes to his friends in the city of Philippi. Here's what he says He writes to them, Do not be anxious about anything. Do not, do not be anxious about anything. And when I hear this, I can't help but to think there are some things in the Bible that we read and we hear them as command from God. We hear them as something that is written in stone. It is absolutely true. There are other things we read in the Bible, at least for me, there are things I read in the Bible that I kind of treat more like suggestion. Follow me for a minute. If we were to open the Bible and I was to read to you from Exodus 20 and I read, do not murder. Would you hear that as a command or a suggestion? It's a command, right? We all go, oh, that's, that's a command. Keep going. Do not commit adultery. Command or suggestion? Hopefully you're saying command, right? It's a command. Keep going. Honor the Sabbath. Command or suggestion? Uh, yeah. Honor your father and mother. Command or suggestion? I mean, y'all were gung-ho about do not murder. It's not so much anymore. It's hard, right? Pray for your enemies? Command or suggestion? Give to the needy? 
Commander suggests, I mean, do you see what I mean? There are things that we hear in God's word and we go, absolutely, we take that so seriously. It's a command. There are other things, at least for me, that I hear that I treat more like uh, guidance, like a suggestion. Do not be anxious about anything. Commander suggestion. I think it's a command in, in case you're going, well, yeah, but those other things that you said, those were like words right from God's mouth. Do not murder, do not commit adultery. This is like the apostle Paul. Maybe he's just sort of daydreaming. He's sort of thinking out loud. Okay. Jesus says in Matthew six twenty five. therefore do not worry about your life. Really similar, right? Right out of the mouth of Jesus. Do not worry about your life. See the same God who said, do not murder says, do not be anxious about anything. The same God who said, let there be light, and there was, says, do not be anxious about anything. I look at that and I go, command or suggestion. Clearly, it's a command. But do we treat that, do not be anxious? Do we treat anxiety with the, with the same level of intensity as do not murder, do not commit adultery? And I get it. You go, oh, well, those have different consequences in this life. Okay, fine. But before a holy and perfect God who has said, do not murder, do we treat, do not be anxious about anything? Do we treat it with any of the same kind of weight? Do not worry about your life. Do not be anxious about anything. Do you know why God says this? Just step back for a minute. Do you know why he says this? It's because he doesn't want you to be burdened with anxiety. It's because he's this perfect father and he doesn't want us to be carrying around this burden, this weight of fear, of anticipation of what might happen, of what could happen. He doesn't want us living that way. And so he goes, he's this perfect father and he goes, son, daughter, you don't have to live that way. I mean, listen to what Jesus said. If we just keep going. In Matthew 6, after Jesus says, do not worry about your life, listen to what Jesus says. He goes, look at the birds of the air. And when he's teaching this, they're sitting outside. So I imagine he points to a bird. He goes, guys, look, think about that bird. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? I mean, saying not to have anxiety is God's way of saying, you're too valuable to me to carry that kind of a burden. Because I don't want my children to be like that. I don't want my sons and daughters to be walking around just paralyzed by fear and anxiety and anticipation of what might happen. That's not for you. So command, do not be anxious about anything. And yet, can we just acknowledge that's really hard? I mean, just because it's a command, we, we don't go, oh, cool. Well, now that I know it's a command, I won't be anxious anymore. No, I mean, it's hard, right? And one of the things that I struggle with when I think about my anxiety, one of the things that kind of runs through my mind is, you know, some of my anxiety seems valid. I mean, bad stuff happens, right, every day. So some of my anxiety, some of my sort of anticipation and fear actually seems, it seems legitimate, 
So a few years ago, we were at this place called Great Wolf Lodge. We were in Southern California. They're all over the country, but we were at the one in L.A. And if you don't know what Great Wolf Lodge is, it's this huge indoor water park. And our family really likes going there. So we're there. They have like wave pools and, and water slides. And so we've done all that kind of stuff. We've been playing. The kids are having a blast. But there's this one slide that I really want to go on. And so to get to it, you have to climb up these stairs. You go all the way to the top. It's probably like five stories up to the top. You climb all the way up there and you get up there. And basically what the slide is, is you step inside like it's like a tube. These these glass doors close around you and they tell you to just stand there like this. And so you're just standing there and you don't know when it's going to happen. But while you're standing there, at some point, the floor that you're standing on just drops out from underneath you. It is terrifying and awesome, okay? It's fantastic. So we, we climb up the stairs, we go up there, and we get to the top, and I tell my wife, I go, my, like, my heart is pounding out of my chest. And she says to me, what are you worried about? What am I worried about? <laughs> Gravity, for starters. <laughs> Cardiac arrest is another option. What do you mean, what am I worried about? I'm, I'm going to fall five stories. I'm terrified. Doesn't it seem like some of the things that you face, you go, man, that's legitimate. It seems like some anxiety. You go, it, no, but it's, it, you can't just brush it aside. It's real. What are you worried about? Well, I'm worried about my life. I'm worried about paying my bills. I'm worried about, I'm worried about COVID. I'm worried about being alive. I mean, all the things that you're worried about. You go, I'm worried about what I see going on in the world. I'm scared. I don't want to be alone. I lots of stuff. And it seems valid. And so what happens is we read a command like, don't be anxious. And we go, it's impossible. Because there are all these things in my life. You don't know what's coming. You don't know what I face. How could I not be anxious? It seems real. My, my fear seems valid. Do you know what happens for many of us? We hear this. And it's so, it seems so impossible, we go, well, it's just one more way I've failed God. Because I already feel bad enough inside that I'm anxious. Trust me, that's a, a, a heavy burden as it is. I already feel bad enough about that. Now I feel guilty because I'm not obeying God's word that says, don't be anxious. And we feel bad. It's just guilt for us. It's shame upon shame upon shame upon shame upon shame because I already know I shouldn't be anxious. It's already ruining my days enough. Now you tell me that I'm disobeying God because I'm not, I'm, because I am being anxious. And it's like, we just go, man, I'm failing once again. And we just go, this is really hard. This touches like the deep corners of our soul that we don't necessarily really want to go to. This is hard stuff. I don't want to fail God, but I feel shame over my anxiety. And if Paul had stopped with those six words, do not be anxious about anything. If all Jesus had said was, do not worry about your life, then I would say, yeah, for a lot of us, we, we've failed. We've disappointed God. But neither of them stopped there. Press back into this passage. Neither of them stops with just, don't be anxious. They, they keep going. I want you to see this because God is actually so good that even though it seems like some of our anxiety is valid, 
He actually has a plan. He's actually so good that he goes, I don't want you to carry that. And even though some of it seems totally legitimate, it's not the life that I want for you. I have an alternative from anxiety. It's joy and it's peace. Watch this because he shows us how we can have it. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So it's like, yeah, it's a command, but it's, it's not just a command. It, 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 it goes into an invitation, doesn't it? God going, bring it to me. All of your anxiety, bring it to me. You have anxiety that, that maybe isn't even found. In fact, they did a study And they looked at anxiety and the things that people worry about. 92% of the things that we worry about never materialize. Only 8% of the stuff that we're anxious about actually comes to fruition. God goes, I don't care. I don't care if if your fear, if your anxiety is totally unfounded. Bring it to me. Maybe it's legitimate. Bring it to me. Bring it to me. Bring it to me. Bring it to me. Invite me into it. Let me be a part of it. Yes, it's a command, but listen to the invitation God says. You're anxious? Let me have it. Bring it to me. I can handle it. Listen to this verse from the Old Testament. It comes from Isaiah. God speaking. says, even to your old age and your gray hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. It's God going, you don't have to carry this. You don't have to carry this burden on your own. Bring it to me. And I have to tell you that this is so easy for me to say to you. It's so easy for me to tell you, you're anxious? Just take it to God. He wants it. Take it to him. Let him deal with your anxiety. And I believe that. I believe that if you will do that, he will replace your anxiety and your fear with joy and peace. It's easy for me to say it to you. It's really hard for me to live this in my own life. I mean, this is hard, hard stuff. But do you know that there's nothing that you're anxious about? There's nothing that you're going through or that you could go through that God doesn't already know? I mean, that's what makes him the perfect father. See, because me, as, as a dad, I tell my kids, you can say anything to me. You can ask me anything. And yet in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, please just don't ask me about this or this or this. That's awkward. <laughs> Not God. God goes, anything. You can say anything to me. I can handle it. There's nothing That would surprise him. That's why he can say, don't be anxious about anything. Bring me everything because he already knows. So what does it look like? I mean, imagine you you go to God and you say, God, my marriage is a mess. I mean, it's a disaster. Do you know God's response? He goes, I know. God, I am so lonely. He goes, "I, I know. God, I, I'm broke. I can't pay my bills. I know. God, I'm, I'm scared of COVID. I know. 
I hate masks. I know. God, I'm wrestling with my sexuality. I know. God, my kids are walking away from you. I know. God, I'm so unhappy. I know. I mean, what you got? What do you think you have that you could go to him and he'd be surprised? What do you think you have in your life that you could go to God and he goes, well, I didn't make the deal based on that. I didn't know that could happen. (laughs) Nothing. There's nothing that you could say that would surprise God. That's why he goes, bring it to me. Bring it to me. Paul says it three times. Prayer, petition, request. Take it to God. Invite him into it. Watch what happens. Listen to verse 7 again. And the peace of God, he says, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, peace will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And maybe it's too simple. But doesn't Paul basically say, talk to God about your anxieties? It's not what he's saying. Talk to him. He's saying that that, that prayer, when we pray, prayer leads to peace. Now, it doesn't mean that prayer fixes everything. That's not the promise. God is not our our cosmic genie. He's not some vending machine in the sky where we just say what we want and we get it. But prayer leads to peace. And some of you right now, you hear this. And again, what you're hearing is shame because you're thinking to yourself, man, he's right. If I just prayed more. If I just prayed more, then I would have peace. Stop. Stop with shame. Get that out of here. This is an invitation from God who goes, if you will talk to me about your anxieties, I can handle it. Let me replace it with with joy because I already know what's going on. Let me give you peace. I love the way that, that, that Paul says this. He says it's the peace of God which transcends all understanding transcends. This word here is about, it's like something supernatural. That for sons and daughters of the king, for God's children, when we talk to him, he plants in us peace that is literally, I can't explain it. It transcends understanding. It's literally beyond this world. So please don't hear this as as something that that is burden. One more thing I have to do. Well, if I would just talk to God more, then, then, then all my anxiety would, would, would turn to peace. No, it's not shaming. God never shames us. Stop. It's an invitation. He invites us to come and talk to him. Have you talked to God about what you're anxious about? Have you just said to him, God, I'm anxious. I'm afraid of whatever it is. I mean, Maybe what you need to do right now is just stop listening and talk to God. Like, stop listening to me and just spend a few minutes talking to God. Oh, and God, I, I'm anxious. God, I'm, I'm carrying around this, this fear. I don't know what to do with it. And just talk to him. You know, there's one more thing I, I want to say about this. We all deal with anxiety at some level all of us. As we go through life, maybe some highs and lows, but we're all wrestling through anxiety. There are some of us, though, that our anxiety is sort of beyond the everyday. It's, it's an anxiety that is it's impacting the way that you think and live. And can I just say, if that's you, could I encourage you? Please get help. Please talk to someone. You could talk to someone on our 
team, talk to your doctor, talk to a a counselor. It might be that the tool God uses to give you peace is a pill or it's therapy. If you need help, get help, please. There's no shame in that. Come out of hiding. You're in the darkness. Come out. Bring that into the light. If that's you and you're going, man, I, I think I have an anxiety disorder. Come on out and get help, please. There's There's no shame in that. Get help. Keep going. Go back to the passage. Because there's there's one more way that we replace anxiety with joy. It's it's first, it's talk to God about it. But keep going. Verse 8, he says this. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about it such things. Stop for a minute. Is, is this Paul? Is this like feel-good stuff? He's like Tinkerbell. He's like, just think happy thoughts and you'll fly, like everything. No, no. But maybe for some of us, the reason that our anxiety level is crazy high is because all we do is think about the things that make us anxious all the time. That Our thoughts are just all the time. What could happen? What might happen? So uh, in Arizona, I pastored a church there, and for five years, I was totally paralyzed by anxiety. I mean, the church was awesome. It was, it was growing, and we were, people were being baptized left and right, and, and folks were serving, and lives were changing, and we were growing. It was, it was a family, and I completely missed it. I was completely overwhelmed by anxiety and totally focused on all the things that made me anxious. Well, we're growing, which means we need bigger buildings. And we, how are we going to raise money for that? I got to hire more people. And I blew it. I failed. I didn't see the people that God put right in front of me to love. I didn't see the way God was working in incredible ways because I was only focused on the things that made me anxious, on what might happen, on what could go wrong. I mean, have you missed out before? Have you ever missed out on something because you were worried about what might happen? You missed out on spending time with family and friends because you were tense the whole time about what might go wrong and who might say the wrong thing, and, and you missed it, right? Sometimes we, we think about all the things that make us anxious. What should I have done? I should have gone back to a passage like this and just walked through it. Okay, whatever is true. Well, what do I know to be true? Well, okay, God loves me. That's true. The sun came up this morning. That's, that's true. I could think about that. Whatever is noble, whatever's right. Okay, well, we know that in the end, God wins. That's right. We've learned that during this last few months. I could think about that. Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely. Do you have time to look up from what you're busy with, your, your problems, your anxieties, you ever look up and see how beautiful creation is, this world that God has made around us? Do you ever look up to see the relationships, the people, the friends, the family that God has brought into your life? That's lovely. Whatever is, whatever is admirable. Paul says just think about these things. I mean, could it really be that simple? Could it really be that one of the tools that God gives us to deal with our anxieties, he says, just think about good things, just to think about godly things? And I, listen, I hear the skeptic who goes, yeah, 
It's that Christian cycle babble. It's just self-help stuff. Like, I get it. I hear that. But here's the thing. These are not my words. These are God's words. He's the one who says this. He says, one of the tools that I've given you to deal with your anxiety, yes, talk to me. That's one. But another one is to think about good and godly things, to think about things that are true, things that are pure and lovely and right and admirable and noble, to, to think about these things that are good. And then Paul says this in the next verse, in verse 9. He says, so whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, do it. Do what I'm telling you to do. And what will happen, Paul? The God of peace will be with you. If we will do these things, if we'll talk to God, we'll take our anxieties to him. If we'll think about good and godly things and not spend all of our time thinking about everything that makes us anxious, he says, the God of peace will be with you. And lest you, lest you think that this, this God of peace is sort of this hippie Christian counselor who's just like, everything's good, man. You don't have to be anxious. Listen to how Paul describes the God of peace in Romans 16. He says the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. This God of peace, yeah, he's gentle and loving and he's kind. And he has the power to break the chains of anxiety that are around you. This is the God of peace who more than 300 times in the Bible says, don't be afraid. Don't you dare be afraid. The God of peace is for you. He's with you. So go back to the beginning where we started. Don't be anxious about anything, command or suggestion. It's a command, but even more, it's an invitation, isn't it? Here's my version of what Paul is saying. Are you anxious? Talk to God. Just talk to him. Tell him. He's a good father. He wants to listen. Think about good things, what's noble and right and true and lovely and pure and admirable, and let him handle the scary stuff. It's time to be done carrying the burden of fear and anxiety. You don't have to carry the anticipation of what might happen, what could happen. Talk to him. He can handle it. His words, not mine. And the supernatural peace of God will fill you. Let's pray. Father, now God, we thank you for your word. Your word that is like a lighthouse for us in the middle of a storm that draws us, that shows us our path. Thank you for telling us there is, that there is this peace that is beyond our ability, beyond our capacity to understand. It goes beyond reasonable surpasses anything of this world and it's available to us if we will just ask you. God, you know there are people listening today here on campus or online who are just devastated by anxiety. 
who maybe just today or maybe on a regular basis carry this burden of fear for what might happen. God, it's not what you want for us. You're this perfect father who goes, I don't want you to carry that around. I want freedom for you. I want joy and peace. God, help us to experience that peace that you're talking about, that in the middle of chaos and tragedy, in the middle of feeling like losers, we could have peace and joy from you. God, please drive out any shame that has crept into our hearts. You don't say any of this to to heap shame on us. You invite us deeper into this, this relationship with you to know you more and to know more of your peace and your love. Help us, God. If we need to get professional help, medical help, help us to have the courage to ask for help. God, we thank you for Jesus who tells us, don't worry about your life. There's nothing you need to worry about. Why? Because he says he has overcome. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for us. So that any conversation around hope and joy, it's not meaningless. It's not just us trying to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. It is rooted in your death and resurrection. You give us hope. And so we thank you, Jesus, for your life, for your death. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would help us to know there's nothing to fear. We are sons and daughters of the King. God of peace is for us and he's with us pray these things in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen.